Hello, hello to every light warrior working to add light to more light. Seeking the counsel to the Father of Lights, being covered, the precious covering of His Holy Spirit. You know, I find it interesting, the things I shared last week were not for the purpose of slander or scandal. There were many reasons why not to mention names. You know, it is in Scripture, love does cover a multitude of sins. And he does give us opportunity to judge ourselves. And in that opportunity, if we don't take up on it, he will do it for us. I just assume him let me know where there's room for improvement. There isn't anybody on this planet that's beyond reproach. And so it's interesting. He would also have me explain. For me, at the beginning of the year, I had prayed over the year. And of course, now we're in October. But in that was a lot of light over each and every month until September. Then there was a lot of darkness. Because of Dave's health issues, I thought maybe it had something to do with him. You know, and parting with loved ones. Don't look forward to it. But I thought maybe this would have something to do with Dave having health issues with his heart. However, in that, I saw the darkness over the month of September, which was 40-year anniversary for Dave and I. We were married 40 years ago on September 25th. But it doesn't mean we didn't have our ups and downs, which is interesting. He would have me start with that. You know, Dave and I were divorced almost 12 years into our marriage. And like most men, it was his way or the highway. And once I realized what that highway was, I wish I would have hit that pavement a long time ago. And of course, I didn't realize we would be together now. But nonetheless, there was uh, one point, and when I did say online, I just want to uh, make it clear. When I did make comment on my personal page as far as a 40-year anniversary, I didn't say wedding. I said anniversary. It was 40 years since we were married, but 40 years being together. And there was a rough patch after we were divorced, but we still stayed in contact. You know, the Lord had told me explicitly, I didn't know if I could do divorce. It just wasn't in my vocabulary. And what he was leading me to do, it just didn't seem to make sense. But but yet I knew, I knew in that inner core knowing I had to step in and do what I had waited my whole life to. And I couldn't do it being married to Dave. It was his way or the highway. So anyway, we had... Uh, the Lord had told me, the Father had told me quite clearly and audibly, some people need to get a divorce in order to be married. And I am so thankful for that because I really didn't think I could do that. You know, and it didn't mean that I was all eager to date someone else either. You know, at one point my my brother tried to set me up on several dates and I told him no and he got mad. He actually got mad and made the comment, So now you think you're better than us, which I wouldn't even think it along those lines. 
I was thinking along the lines I had every right to say no. How he took it was on him. And I was surprised how much leverage that gave me. And I'm surprised he would have me share all this right now, considering what he would have me get into. But nonetheless, at one point, Dave and I went on the western slope. It was hunting season, and I went with them. But there was something that unfolded, and, you know, the nasty attitude reared its head. I told him, take me back to town. I won't have any part of this. And it was interesting because when I did get back into town, I was staying at a friend's. And it was in the spirit. The Father showed me my relationship with Dave like a sheet of music. And we both had grown so tired of the ups and downs. Personally, I don't care for roller coasters. But nonetheless, he was showing me our relationship. From the time I met Dave, our relationship being like a sheet of music. And the song was coming to completion, but no song is complete without those low notes. And he was showing me what more of the song was to be played out between me and, me and Dave and how the father designed it. And here we go, removing the rocks, our own rocks of offense in the way of the miraculous. And like I said, I didn't see myself with Dave at this time in life. I really didn't. And I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't because it was to be, here we go, by the father's counsel and covered by his spirit. I would have never figured things to unfold the way they did. And Dave and I both look over the years and we marvel. I had shared with him concerning the sheet of music, all the notes in our relationship, the high notes and the low notes, but the song was not complete without those low notes. And we as people, we just assume have all those high notes. You know, and I shared that with him and we agreed to go back hunting. We headed back up to the western slope, went hunting. And we had a very nice time. Very unusual. So anyway, on that note, considering what he had shown me concerning the year, because I did have concerns as far as the song being done. If I saw that darkness over September, I was concerned. And I was thinking it had something to do with Dave. And I did have concerns. And I didn't want really didn't want to see the song to end. And in that darkness... Uh, over September, I saw it wane off and go back into the light in October. As the year progressed, as we got closer to September, the couple I mentioned here last week, as an example, because these things he's showing me, the, these things in the body of Christ, in the corporate body, there is a lot of abuse, misuse, that is rampant and it needs he's cleaning house in ways people were not figuring so it is to address this and as we got closer to september it concerned me because he was showing me i was seeing more and more darkness where this woman was concerned this really did concern me and at the same time she reminded me of my daughter which i will get into but there is something he would have me have me bring up. And before I do, in all honesty, would you appreciate someone violating your privacy? Violating your privacy without permission, 
but to go in on your phone and text somebody things you would not say, but it's all in your name, it's on your phone, and send that to somebody and encourage them to encourage the other person to also violate your privacy. Would you appreciate that? I don't think there's anybody here that would. And this is what happened to the man. No names. Again, this is not for scandal or slander. It is an example. A lot of times, we may be able to relate things that we may have experienced in our own life or we're seeing it in somebody else's life and catch it in someone else's story. You know, and the main point, what, what the Father is bringing up here is three sides to the story and to always consider his perspective, which changes the picture more often than not in ways we didn't, didn't think of. And it's to get our attention in removing our own rocks of offense in the way of the miraculous, to be in his healing and health. So anyway, concerning this couple that will remain nameless, um, the woman had taken upon herself to violate his privacy. It was not the first time. But to go in on his phone and text another woman, and it was childish games, head games, so childish and making comments as if this man and baby now as if they were prizes in this competition and I will say here love is not a competition we're not here to compete with one another we're here to work together with one another and there is a difference there's a need for unity in this hour and so in this was having his privacy violated this woman apparently didn't think anything was wrong with that it was okay to violate somebody's privacy to go in on their phone and to text someone and to encourage someone else to do the same that was sad this man was very upset he was angry he was furious he was frustrated however here we go with the need to intercede also for one another, to intercede and hold each other up in prayer. And here I was doing my best as I was being directed to minister and counsel them both, not taking sides. And even last week, to be honest with yourself, when first explaining this story, how many took the side of the woman? How many even considered the man? but how many actually stopped to consider the father's perspective. And so he would have me bring this up now because there is something he showed me this last week that just put all the pieces together in this puzzle that made perfect sense. I made mention of this man being in custody. He was charged with domestic violence. Some people, they're thinking good. There's more to the story. Domestic violence in the state of Colorado does not mean violence against another in a personal circumstances. It, it's not violence against another. It's very misleading. And so in that, after, he, after she, and I need to back up and unfold this because what happened, he's charged with domestic violence, though he didn't act violently against her. 
It may sound stupid, but he put her phone, her most prized possession, in the freezer. I'm sorry, I just thought that was funny. When he first told me, I just thought, oh, how stupid, but here we go. And it does take maturity to nurture a healthy relationship. And so for the love of God, we do need to grow up. We really do. We can't nurture each other in health if we're not healthy. So in that, from there, it was to intercede, knowing how angry he was and to be so covered with the Father of Lights and to be on his knees for the Father of Lights, before the Father of Lights, not to bow his knee to a bully, but not to take things to extreme. And so it was ironic to me. They were out of range, but I was listening to news. It so happened they went on a road trip. The same time another couple went on a road trip, that happened to be on the news. This couple that was interviewed by the police in Utah, and then she showed up missing. I found this intriguing, and I saw some similarities going on, which was kind of spooky. But here we go. I was being led to not be dismayed, do not lose courage in working the solution and don't be a part of the problem and to continue interceding. And so I continued releasing perfect prayers by the Holy Spirit through me. Very precious. <clears throat> and I'm so ever thankful. Not only thankful for the gift of the Holy Spirit, but for the opportunity and the ability to release perfect prayers as the Father alone knows needs to be done and in giving those work orders to the angels and so with that this couple went on a road trip they were out of range and so it was a matter of just waiting to hear from either one of them to see how their trip went and of course they had baby on board at one point as they were coming back into town they were on a major highway through a mountain town heading back down towards Denver and unfortunately they were stopped and here we go they were stopped because the man threw her phone out the window here we go and in the state of Colorado domestic violence doesn't mean he was violent against her and what I was shown this last week, I just marvel because there are some things he did let me know. However, she didn't own up, but he was owning up. He was being honest. She had told the police when they, when they showed up because they were stopped on the highway. And she had told the police that, oh, her phone just slid across the dash and went out the window. The man, he said, no, he was being honest. He said, no, I threw it out the window so she would stop. She needed to stop. And so what the father showed me this last week, I just absolutely marvel. There were pieces. And here we, here we go with three sides to the story. He owned up on his own actions, but she didn't. She stayed ever so quiet, and I can understand why. Another reason, not to mention names. But to consider this well, she was driving down, but she was recklessly and carelessly on a major highway through the mountains, slapping this man, screaming. Here we go with the screaming again. 
with no regard to baby on board, baby on board. And so the man, desperate to get her to stop the car and to calm down, he threw her phone out the window. She stopped the car. She stopped the car, not for the baby, her son, their son, but for her phone. These are things that have been shown me, like I said, this week. And so I found it ironic. She stopped the car, not because the baby on board, but for her phone. And the police, someone had called the police. And so when they showed up, the man admitted. He threw her car out the window so she would stop. He didn't say she was driving recklessly and carelessly. And these things I can understand because she had done the same thing, something similar, not on a major highway, but something similar out fright outside my own home here. It was still dealing with, she was screaming, she was in her car, and she was screaming, he was cheating on me. And again, there's no cheating on a relationship that's over. And there's a reason why he has me bring this up. So please bear with me. It probably is just as uncomfortable for me as it is for you to hear this. But there is abuse and misuse going on with others behind closed doors. These things need to be addressed. He would have his people healthy. Healthy and walking in the miraculous. She did stop the car. Not for the sake of baby on board but for her phone. And when the police did question them, he admitted he threw her phone out the window. He didn't explain why, why, why he felt the need for her to stop. And the fear he had for the safety of their son. With that, he was arrested, domestic violence, for throwing her phone out, out the window. They got back into town, seemed to work things out again, agreed to no altercations, no unkind words, and no screaming. One thing I was shown from the beginning concerning spit in the face and the pounding, um, slapping the other, punching the other, choking, was that I was shown in the spirit concerning this man, contrary to what others may may have misjudged, hearing one side of the story. But what I saw with this man was a wound in his heart. It was a very deep slash. It was by a rusty sword, unkind words, at the risk of infection. And even more reason for time out, <clears throat> the need for time to heal. And it was at the risk of infection. So even in these two, even though they may have come to the agreement for these things to work things out in their relationship didn't mean that he was clear of that infection. Which, um, as far as the spiritual, you know, the stress does play a lot on our own health. And this is the same man that ended up in the hospital unresponsive and was given CPR. He just collapsed. They found no reason that would cause him to just collapse. And here we go in the spirit. The father showed me in the spirit. He was walking. He had been at a buddy's and he was walking outside and he just collapsed with no reason. Doctor was 
But anyway, same person that had collapsed the stress. Uh, the doctor had ran several tests to find out why it, why he collapsed, and he said, and to be unresponsive. <clears throat> and she said he was extremely dehydrated and malnourished. You know, he was going through a stressful situation, and it was eating him alive. And it was eating him alive. It was taking the moisture from him and just depleting his life. And this was showing on his body what he was going through. And I will say, um, dang, I wasn't planning to say that, but I'm being told it needs to be said. One thing the woman did, you know, in playing the victim card, those who play the victim card, they're very quick to point the finger to someone else and at the faults of others. And in the process, she was also, as things unfolded, she was also quick to point out that he was drinking and doing drugs. He did go get on a train going nowhere fast with the encouragement to get off real quick with the need for healing, in which case he had collapsed. But this woman, in pointing the finger at telling others he was drinking and doing drugs, what she failed to mention, here we go, with the need to own up. The need to own up to three sides of the story. There's not just one. What she failed to mention to others as she pointed the finger to him is that she drove him on those drug runs with kids in the car. She didn't mention that. And here we go. So this man had concerns, not only for the kids in the household, but for for the baby. And I didn't finish as far as because there was a call that came in. At one point, concerning claiming that he was cheating on his pregnant girlfriend before the baby was born, she was out here in front of my home, and she was screaming. Here we go, screaming. And it was a Sunday morning. The neighbors were out. They're wondering, what the hell? And this is a quiet neighborhood. And Dave and I are very, very quiet. Some people would consider us boring. We're that. We live such a quiet life, really. So anyway, I had to go out there. And she was screaming, he's cheating on me. I said, there is no cheating on a relationship that's over. You need to get out of here now. And she hit that gas and tore off on that road, screaming, F you, F you, foul, foul, foul. And here we go, driving off recklessly and carelessly, hitting air with no thought to her or that baby, the baby within her. So to be shown this concerning driving recklessly and carelessly down the highway, I can see why the man had concerns for the safety of his son. And he unfortunately made the mistake, could be taken out of context, to tell her that he would get his son, their son, away from her. And it was for fear for her safety, for the son, for the baby's safety. So those things can be misconstrued, but here we go. In terms of the bigger picture, how often things are fabricated with pieces of truth, and then people misjudge, misjudge what's going on between a couple or a relationship and going by one side of the story. But we need to hear both sides and then consider the father's counsel 
He puts a whole different light on everything, and he gives us full opportunity to remove the rocks of our own offense that are in the way of the miraculous. And he would have us be in, to be in healing and health, to be in the ways of his miraculous. Concerning the bigger picture, I thought there would be, um, let me see here. He wanted me to, I'll read this and I will close up. He wanted me to read from Babylon, or in Revelation, concerning Babylon. I may mention of it last week, but perhaps this will help make sense to some people. Because he is calling his people out of Babylon. And I have mentioned the Tower of Babel, the way he showed me, and the dragon flying around it, and um, just frying those, climbing up, determined to do it their own way, go their own way. Not the Father's ways and thoughts. Not in the ways of divine healing in the miraculous. Going off their own ways and what they think it should be due. Anyway, in chapter 17, he's talking about um, John. He saw a woman arrayed in purple and scarlet color and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And of course, the angel was shocked. He was admiring this woman. He's, why do you marvel? And, um, and then he went on to explain to John as far as the political arena, what we see in the world today. Making war with the lamb, but it does say, and the lamb, the lamb will overcome him. It's, it's in here. So anyway, but it is to explain to you, um, to go into chapter 18, you know, if we misjudge somebody just hearing one side of the story with the filter that we prefer to hear it and not hearing the other side of the story or to even consider the father's counsel concerning the situation, you know, how careful we need to be. And in my case, knowing that, September 1st, I woke up and said, good morning. I was thinking of the live stream at that time. And he said, it's not going to be an easy one. And I found that morning, that day, the live stream was not an easy one. But then after the live stream, he reminded me, I had said, good morning, first day of a new month. But he was reminding me it was September and I'd saw that darkness over the month of September. And so he was letting me know, not an easy one, he meant the month. <laughs> so no, it hasn't been an easy month. But knowing October, the darkness is waning away, and for good reason. So with that, I will close up with chapter 18 in Revelation. And to consider these things, how they come to pass in the natural. We may not even think of how, you know, in the natural people we know or what we're going through, but how that affects the bigger picture. And if we are going with one side of the story, are we drinking that poison? Are we passing that poison on and adding darkness to darkness, but with the need to add light to light? The things he would show me in darkness, he would have me speak in the light. So here we go in chapter 18.
And remember, this is John, and he's seeing in the spirit. And we're seeing this come to pass in the natural now. After these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. This was just an angel. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, <clears throat> Babylon, the greatest fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. The hold of every foul spirit. Here we go with foul. He's calling his people out. The hold of every foul spirit in a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. It was mentioned in one of the blogs concerning seeing the earth as a cage and the door was open, letting people free if they so desired. There's some they don't they don't want to be challenged outside their comfort zone. We have to have good courage to keep going in the light in ways that may make us feel uncomfortable. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, of her darkness and that you receive not of her plagues. And of course, we're in a time of plague. For her sins, her darkness have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities, her wickedness. Reward her. Now remember, this is not on any particular person. This is on the spirit being, the mother of all harlots, influencing people to be apart, fighting each other dreams in the making, fighting each other. For her sins have reached on to heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities, her wickedness, adding darkness to darkness. When I saw her, she was laughing. She was hysterically laughing. She was so obliterated drunk. It, it was quite ugly. And reward her even as she rewarded you. Double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, fill to her double, how much she has glorified herself, and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she says in her heart, I sit a queen and am no widow, and will see no sorrows. Therefore will her plagues her plagues, her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she will be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. And here is warning, not only concerning the mother of harlots, but for anyone who thinks they're going to speak a fair game and, and not own up to their own actions and behavior. As an example, even to the kids in their kids in in their life to consider they forget who they're dealing with the consuming fire and knowing the Lord God the Father as I explained before and seeing in his face the anger the twin the surface twins anger and jealousy anger kindled towards those who 
would bring his name to nothing, who love and make a lie, who work against the ways of love, and jealousy for those who are walking in love. Again, three sides to the story. Instead of reading on through the rest of this, there is something here um, to explain how this affects, because it does say the merchandise, I'm sorry here, standing afar off for the fear when they see the smoke of her burning, the kings of the earth, but it's also the people on the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, adding darkness to darkness, will bewail her and lament for her when they will see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is your judgment come. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no man buys their merchandise any more. And it goes on and explains all the aspects of commerce in the earth with this city and being influenced by <clears throat> the mother of harlots. But one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, the need to point out the voice of Harper's <clears throat> Excuse me. The voice of harpers and musicians and of pipers and trumpeters will be heard no more at all in you. Talking to Babylon. Talking to the mother of all harlots. And will be heard no more at all in you. No craftsman of whatsoever craft he be will be found any more in you. The sound of a millstone will be heard no more at all in you. The light of a candle will shine no more at all in you, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride will no be no longer heard in you at all. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorceries were all nations deceived. So in that, I find it ironic that he would have me do the battle cry, and this one is battle cry part two after sharing the spoils of war. You know, when we remove the rocks, uh, our own rocks of offense, in learning how to do that, in, in going through and collecting the spoils of war, bringing the treasures found in darkness to bring them into the kingdom of light, it's then to help others do the same. And so I would encourage others to consider the rocks, your own rocks of offense that are in the way of the miraculous in the miraculous and with the need to pray for one another to pray for one another and so on that on that note have a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week and as always healing and health in the name of Jesus removing the rocks of offense in the way of the miraculous we'll catch you next Wednesday see you then